0: Hello and welcome to a Thursday, December 8th edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. I'm your host, Julian Edlow. You can follow me on Twitter at Julian Edlow. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Unreasonable Odd. No, Steve Buchanan today got some personal stuff going on. So I will solo host us. We got professional sports better Bill Krakenberger coming up for you on the show to talk some NFL. Uh, But before that, I'll just take a quick minute, give out my NFL best bet of the week, uh, which I did on Tuesday, but I'll rehash it uh, and talk some quick NBA as well. kind of going home. Uh, I'm going to be a homer here on you. We're talking Patriots. We're talking Celtics. The only bet that I've placed for NFL week 14, I went Patriots minus 120 money line Monday night football in Arizona. It's up to 130 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Still think that's playable. Back-to-back Thursday games for the Patriots. Uh, lost both of them, obviously, at Minnesota on Thanksgiving and then uh, the Buffalo game in New England. Lost that one. I think that this, you know, you got whatever it is, 10 days off a Thursday to a Monday nationally televised game against a poor Arizona defense, a poorly coached Arizona team. I think Bill Belichick is going to have this team ready. I think the offense is going to look a lot more like it did on that Thanksgiving Minnesota game and be able to put up some points. And I don't think Arizona is going to be able to do that against this Patriots defense. So give me the Patriots as the best bet NFL for the week. Um, if I play anything else, I'm pretty intrigued by that over Minnesota-Detroit. Um, I'll put that out as well. But Patriots are going to be the best bet for me. And before we talk with Bill, uh, some NFL, want to talk some NBA. Um, Celtics were underdogs for the first two times this season, this week. Monday night in Toronto, point and a half, win that game outright. Wednesday in Phoenix, they go from favored Al Horford ruled out, Chris Paul ruled in, two-point dogs. Blow the Phoenix Suns out of the water. Potential look-ahead spot with Saturday night NBA Finals rematch in Golden State. It was not at all. Now they get two days off before traveling to Golden State for that Saturday night game. This should open around a pick uh, in Golden State. Uh, I know the the Suns and Warriors matchups, um, you know, the Warriors have been – close to a pick on the road in that matchup so uh, you would think that the the warriors are ranked higher than the suns i think after the way the celtics looked the other night you know that may add some add some value to them uh in the eyes of of the people making the numbers but this game should be relatively close in terms of where it opens celtics saturday night giving that out as a best bet as well um i'll put it out on twitter obviously when we know what the numbers look like but They've had this spot circled. After losing the NBA Finals to the Golden State Warriors, they are going to show up in this spot. And the way that the Celtics are clicking right now, I, I don't want to go against them. I, you don't want to be the team that's getting in their way. Uh, the Warriors rested, whereas lost, starters lost to a Pacers team that was without Halliburton, without Miles Turner, at home on Monday rested their starters on wednesday lost at utah they'll bring them back well rested on saturday i don't think it's going to matter with or without al horford i think the celtics are the side in this game getting a little bit of revenge for the nba finals on that saturday night primetime game in the nba we get those now that college football has has the week off uh week out of the spotlight um so there's a nfl play for you there's an nba play for you um now let's get to bill krakenberger and talk some nfl football All right, and welcome back into Unreasonable Odds presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. As promised, we are joined by a guest. If you happen to be watching, if you're listening, uh, Bill Krakenberger. You can find him on Twitter at Bill Crackman, professional sports better, uh, Wisecracks podcast. You got the Crack Wins app. And now on uh, on Fox Sports Radio, 3 hour show on Sundays countdown to kickoff uh we were talking before we came on he's he's on 5 shows today busy busy uh-huh. man bill how are we doing
1: good it's amazing isn't it just sports betting uh, a few short years back if you told anyone you would bet sports for a living and you know you had to be hushed or quieter don't talk about it. you must be a DGEN. you must be a loser you know now it's sports betting media is a new thing. And and even though it's a couple of years in it's uh, it, you know, it, it's something that years ago, like I said, years ago it was shunned. And I understand why now it's also shunned a little bit because there's a lot of bad, bad, bad information out there on Twitter, in the media, on the net, terrible, terrible information. People have no clue what they're doing yet. They're in this space talking about sports betting. They do little or no betting themselves. They give out information they don't know what they're talking about. And I'm not talking about everybody. I'm just saying there's really bad information out there. So I try to uh, put a put a nick to that. And, you know, I've been doing this 30 years and professionally paying taxes on my win. Doing for a, a quarterly payment going to be due here next week. Um, and, and when I see others that are out there that don't even bet or something that bothers me. Uh, so if you put money, you have some sweat in the game, I'll respect what you say. But make sure you know what you're talking about, too.
0: All right, well, we are a podcast that has some stake in the game, and uh, let's try and give the people some good information ahead of NFL Week 14. But before we go to this card specifically, uh, I know you joined us once or twice last season on the podcast. This is our first time having you on this year, so I just wanted to open the floor to you. Sure. Some general thoughts this year in NFL, Ooh. because I think it's been a really difficult year. The NFL is impossible you- to predict, as always.
1: Isn't that amazing? We haven't talked ahead of time or anything. It has been a difficult year for the sharp syndicate guys, the guys that make their living betting sports. Um, Myself, I don't do a lot of NFL sides. It's a very hard thing to win at. I don't really know anyone that does win, especially this year long-term. But it's something people love because it's covered by every major network. So people love, they want to talk about NFL. My show on the weekend with Jeff Schwartz and Brian Ngo. Uh, Jeff played in the NFL for eight years. Great mind he has. Brian's a great setup, man. We talk about it every week, three hours, uh, up right up to the kickoff on Fox Sports Radio Nationwide. And we try to talk about it, and and I actually talk about it in a sense where I'm giving people late-breaking stats. And what I'm saying is this, lots of proposition bets on the day of the game because of maybe weather or injuries or different things. Um, That's the way I approach the NFL, is beating it on the props, I also like betting first-half totals. I usually like betting first-half overs. Very rarely do I bet an under. I think it's a pure line, the first half, compared to a full game. Same thing with college basketball. College basketball, first-half, pure line. Um, both teams are going to be playing at their fullest, trying to get points, trying to score, trying to get the lead, whereas the second half you may get some of that you know, fouling at the end and a lot of garbage points. NFL, uh, contrarily, I guess it's the opposite. They don't try to get – they try to – sit on the ball because the team's trying to come back, so they waste a lot of clock time trying to run the game out. The team that has the lead, they're up by double digits or, or more than one score. So, again, first halves, uh, I'll bet totals. I'll bet uh, proposition bets, I bet. I was making a face at teasers. I, I'm really getting out of teasers, though. I'll tell you, Julian. They, uh, teaser price structure is out of control. When I first started in this business, I used to lay a fifteen on a seven-point teaser, I'm finding places here in Vegas that charge a dollar sixty. I mean, a wow. dollar sixty on a seven-point teaser. You might as well just use a mask and a gun. Uh, nobody <laughs> could beat that. Nobody. No, no pros beating a dollar forty. Never mind. But those basic strategy—they call them Wong teasers. You know, yep. from the nine and a half down through the seven, down through the three, underneath the three to the two and a half or two. Uh, those basic strategy teasers for the last two years have not made any money. They have literally been break even at best. So. Um, usually the home team. I like to bet on. If I'm doing it, I want to do a home team. I hate betting road teams. I'm not doing it no more. No, there will be road, no road team teasers in my uh in my arsenal. Um, no, no more this year. Double digit favorites started out. Literally, I think there were two and seven the first nine games. Four of them losing outright. It's the reason why I say you can't lay points in the NFL. You just can't. If you want to be a winner long term. I'm sorry, you cannot lay over three points in the NFL. Um, I think I've done it once or twice this, year, maybe once this year. I will, I just won't do it. I, I'll lay three. I like to take the points even better. But the pros are finding it a tough, tough year uh, this year. The syndicates, the major syndicates that bet the NFL, are also finding it a tough year. So, um, and I say tough year, they're not losing. We're not losing. I'm not. I'm winning in uh, NFL because of props and stuff. But it's just tough if you want to beat sides, even totals, this ain't the easiest year for sure. You're right.
0: No, um, and and six-point teasers were, were doing very well for me for about the first half of last season, and then it took an abrupt turn, and that turn carried into this season. I just haven't been teasing nearly as much this season, and when I do, such as the Ravens down to two and a half last week, what do they do? They beat the Broncos by one, and the teaser doesn't get yeah. there. So. Uh, teasers used to be one of my my favorite bets in the NFL, and and you're 100 percent right. I'm I'm slowly getting away from those, but I want to talk props a little bit because you've mentioned props are what you're what you're crushing, how you're making your living in the NFL this season. Um, obviously, without giving away your your secret, without giving away too much, what types of things yeah. can you help the people out with? Because at DraftKings I Sportsbook, will. obviously, we have. We have one of the more expansive prop menus that you are going oh, to find. So when you're starting to open up that board, what what are you? What is your eye going to when you're looking for NFL props this season? Yeah, though? I'm not
1: going to lie to you here. Uh, DraftKings is, has has been really good to me. Uh, they offer more player props in person. I was in Foxwoods. I was at resorts in Atlantic City. Wow, they take 500 bucks, and as long as they don't move the line, uh, they'll they'll take another 500. Sometimes they a game will take a thousand. So. They were very good to me. I, I, I kind of beat them up. Let me give you a little hint to everyone out there. I, I, I like to bet unders on player on player props. Uh, that's my forte is really betting player, player props under. I'm not an over guy, but yet this year I find myself betting about 40% overs, which is actually high uh, for me. Uh, but I do like betting unders. I think unders is the way to go. And maybe if it's a marquee team, you might want to look at some unders more towards game time. More towards 15 minutes to post, 20 minutes to post. When some of the sports books are forced to over move on key players on the overs. Um, you know, when I say key players, I mean quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. They're the key. They're the three keys I focus on. Let me just tell you, if you follow beat reporters, you follow uh, beat reporters, you could pick up little nuggets that they're going to find out that even like guys like Schefter aren't going to have immediately and finding those little nuggets of information of maybe someone not getting as much playing time, maybe a backup coming especially now we're getting towards uh, the end of the season, imagine that the end imagine it's almost the end of the season you're thinking of that only 4 or 5 weeks to go. More quick uh, some players will be rested because they already locked up a key a key playoff spot you want to know who's going to be rest, rested is the backup coming in. I've had situations in the past where I had unbelievable, I hate betting into future markets. Like, first guy to score a touchdown in the game, it's heavily juiced. I I hate betting that. It's 25% hold. However, this time of the year, starting week 15, 16, 17, if I can follow a good beat reporter and find out that maybe a backup is going to be playing full-time starting or something, and I can get 25 or 30 or 50 to 1 on first touchdown, I'll tell you, I have had situations in the past where I have exploited that and won tens of thousands of dollars on first touchdown, someone getting first touchdown, um, just following a beat reporter and finding out something before the public finds out who starts. So that there's some good nuggets of information and wisdom for your listeners and viewers.
0: All right, there you go. Follow the beat reporters, get that information on on playing time, who's getting the snaps and capitalize. I will say one of my one of my overs that I was most happy about this season. um, I got the Michael Carter rushing over as soon as James Robinson was ruled out against the Bears. Um, And of course, he goes down in the first half of that game. There's your risk of betting overs in the NFL, especially with running backs, a position that's going to take a lot of hits. That was one of my favorite props of the season against that soft Bears rushing defense, got the over, and he goes down in in the first half and doesn't get there. So they all come with risk, of course, and that's why maybe betting the unders uh, has a little bit more uh, appeal. Um, but yes, getting, getting that information is what you want to get before betting props in the NFL. Um, before we move to the week, uh, week 14 card, before we get you out of here, Bill, any other props like non-player props? I know we we've had you on before and you've, I think you've talked some like longest, uh, or shortest touchdown of the games. Like wow, any, good memory. any, Yep. Yep. I remember that. Um, yeah. any specific game props that you like to get into? Cause I'll admit like here, here at DraftKings, we, we obviously started as DFS. We're really into fantasy that translates really well to the player prop, rushing, receiving over unders, things of that nature. Um, but I've never been a huge game prop better. Sometimes I'll bet an over under on a longest field goal, depending on weather. Um, but is there any of that stuff that you've, that you've enjoyed this season that you, you think there's something to
1: well, if that's a good memory you have, and that is a memory. It's a it's a distant memory because that's over. You can't okay. bet that prop anymore. You can't bet that prop anymore because of situations where maybe I'll be the first to admit, maybe I talk too much about it, Julie. Maybe I made a mistake by mentioning it, and and sometimes I'll try to help the public, and I'll cost myself money. It's happened before. Um, I talked about that prop on 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 your show. Um, probably a show or two so i try not to really talk about it too much but i guess i did talk about it on your show and that prop is no longer profitable i used to lay a dollar 25 a dollar ten now it's laying two to one which makes it unprofitable to bet shortest touchdown now it's this simple when there was a lot of points when there was a lot when, when you know you expected a game to score 50 points you're, you're expecting let's just call it seven touchdowns it's six touchdowns and two field goals but you're expecting six or seven touchdowns. Well, odds are one of those touchdowns is going to be on the one-yard line, whether it's just the guy landed on the one, he was on the five, and he went for it, and now he's down to the one, or the most, or the more common one, uh, pass interference in the end zone, put the ball down at the one. That was a great prop. Um, still maybe some of the others. I don't, have a, I don't have a lot of choices here in Vegas for that. I was only doing that when I was in a jurisdiction that had the draft king. But, however – there's a lot of other sports books out there. Maybe they do have that prop out there. It's still a good prop when there's a lot of points up there. But as far as game props, I don't really do a lot of game props. I you mentioned the field goal. That's what I've done in the past. I've I've uh, I, I've bet over under number of field goals. It's really dependent on on weather sometimes. And when I say weather, I don't just mean snow. You know, when the TV comes on in the background, even week. Is it one? I think it was week one, uh, Chicago Bears was playing San Fran. played. San, San
0: Fran, Fran, that monsoon. It was
1: like snow on the field, monsoon weather or whatever. Oh, it wasn't the snow, it was rain. It was like a monsoon weather, w- rain and stuff. And um, there was a big upset in that game. San Fran was like a nine-point favorite, lost outright to yep. the Bears. But like that game, you didn't know how monsoon-like it was until we came on air on Fox and we kind of seen. But one of my guys texted me on air. I gave out to both under under longest field goal, and that was available everywhere, including DraftKings. Easy, easy winner on both, both field goal kickers going under 43.5, whatever it may be. That's what I mean. So if you can find those little nuggets of information before you're watching it on TV, before the NFL Today or wherever whatever pregame show comes on, you can get that information from the beat reporters, Twitter somewhere, before the public sees it, there's an edge for you, and the field goals is one of the ones. Uh, but then again, always know this. Now the snow. Now we're getting into the snow season in a couple places. The snow doesn't mean too much, guys. Yeah. It's the wind. It's the wind gust that mean everything. It's not the snow on the side of the field. It's not even the snow on the, the field itself where they have many good drainage systems and they have good cleanup crews. It's really that wind. So you want to know what the wind is, and you want to know, and you can exploit um, uh, you can exploit the wide receivers. You can exploit, you know, longest touchdown, whatever it may be, but on the opposite side of that, maybe you could play running backs over also, cause they're going to be getting the ball more. Uh, so there's, you know, there's certain situations, certain teams that you can do that on. So that's real important to, for people to know.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say anything that involves the ball in the air, the wind is what you're looking for. Kicking the ball into the air, throwing the ball in the air, wind is what we're looking for there. And and you're right a lot of that times. So I'm about
1: be- the opposite of that, Julian. Too. You know what? People over when they turn on. TV, if it gets overreacted over to, level. yeah. When they see that the overreact, I've seen point spreads move five points on totals, five points. And when it does move the five points, I'm looking to go the other way. I'm looking to play <laughs> the over as long as the wind's not bad. So sorry to interrupt you.
0: No, no, it's fine. This is this is money-making information. Um, I just think, you know, a lot of casual bettors, they don't want to wake up on Sunday morning and enjoy betting a long field goal under. They want to bet a money line or a spread, which is which is fine. Um, but, yeah, if, I mean, on a podcast like this, we want to dig into some certain props and try and well, give some good – The books
1: want you to do that. The books want you to uh, think just like that, Julian. They uh, right. want you to bet money on – People yep. always look like, Perfect example this week. Oh, my God, Cincinnati, they're rolling. They're playing so good. I got to bet them, man. They're great. I don't want to lay the six points. Now it went down to five and a half. I'm surprised, actually, that line. That line opened up four and a half, went up to six. Uh, Cincinnati's on a roll, by the way. They have, since mm-hmm. the Cleveland game, which they were a favorite in that game, they lost that game by double digits. Since that game, Cleveland has rolled every game. I'm, I'm yep. sorry, Cincinnati has Cincy. rolled. Cincinnati looking good, looking like they're a real playoff contender and should deserve their spot maybe back in the Super Bowl. But it looks easier on paper than it is. So automatically you say, oh, I got to lay the 260 and put them on the money line. Those sports books love that thought process. They want you to money line parlay all these favorites. It's how they get the money in the end. Trust me. Things look too easy. They aren't. They they aren't. They're definitely – that's just the point. They look too easy. The books love for you to think like that.
0: All right. So the first place my eyes went in the early window on Sunday, week 14 of the NFL – my eyes went to that uh, Minnesota-Detroit matchup, and I think the talking point that everybody's talking about is, of course, Minnesota opens the small favorite, and then this 10-2 and team that has only a plus-10 point differential on the season quickly becomes an underdog at a 5-7 and seven Detroit team. Now, the Lions have have covered five in a row, I think. They've covered nine of their last 11 at home, if you want to date back to last season, and some of that momentum. I don't this is a coin flip game in my mind. I'm not going to bet aside. I kind of agree with the move to Detroit. Um I think that that sharp movement is is correct. The Vikings are going to slip up at some point in time, but for me divisional unders are really popular right now i think a little bit more of these grinder games these outdoor nfc east games like you have washington and new york staying under in overtime last sunday that's maybe a little bit more what i'm looking towards maybe like the blueprint of this cincy cleveland game or a baltimore pittsburgh game which has a ridiculously low total um But if I'm going to bet an over this week, this one, I saw it get as high on DK Sportsbook as 53 and a half between Minnesota and Detroit. It came down to 51 this morning as we record on Thursday, December 8th. It's leveled back out at 52. I am I am tempted to play an over here if if it's 52 and a half or better. I think we're going to see some points between these two games. Do you think this one is going to live up to the hype? Is it a you mentioned you like first halves more pure? Is it a first half over? What what's your take on what we're going to see between Vikings and Lions who final score in Minnesota also indoors earlier in the year 28 to 24 Minnesota.
1: I would look for a, a score like that, but that that's easy to say though. That's what the point spread is. Uh, that, that's what the total is. Right. Uh situationally, you're right. I would maybe look for a first half over in this situation. I did not bet that. But if I'm looking at the game, I dislike I like betting first halfs over uh, this year, especially more. And this game opened up. Minnesota was minus one and a half. Detroit was quickly swallowed up as a home dog there. And now it's went the other way, flipped scripts. But, however, as we see this morning in the last couple hours, uh, Minnesota money has come in, taken all the two and a halves away, lines down to a pretty solid two everywhere. Uh, I expect a fun game. I expect a good game. This this is, you know, this, I don't know if it's going to be game of the week, but this might be game of the week because yeah. uh, people love offense. So, um, should be a lot of a lot of points in this game. Were you asking the other game we were talking about was the Cincy game or is that what you were asking me?
0: Well, nothing specifically about the Cincy game, I guess. Um, you know, we've got uh, there's also Eagles at Giants on that card there's Jets at Bills on that card in the early play. window these are all you know outdoor divisional games um mostly in places where the weather can can be a factor i, I yeah. bet uh i bet Giants and Commanders under 40 and a half last week and survived with the 20 to 20 overtime <laughs> tie unbelievable um unbelievable. that was that was ridiculous uh f- thankfully got a fortunate one but any i guess you know, I, I don't have the stat in front of me. It, it's something like outdoor under outdoor divisional unders um, this season are hitting in the high 60s or close to 70. percent Do you think there's anything to that trend, particularly as I we know. get later in the season?
1: Okay. Me and my guys, uh, my mentor in this business, really uh, used to laugh when, when when people said, "Hey, the last seven years, this team uh, has went under." You know, nine of the last eleven games. Well, the different squads from year to year—it means nothing. If anything, it's going to return to the mean, and and you know you can buck that trend. Uh, but year to year, maybe there is some trends. Year to year, certain things in the same seat with throughout the same season with the same squads, maybe you'll find some things here and there. Um, division games, I'll tell you. I, I, even though this look, it looks so easy, right? Philadelphia over the Giants. Philadelphia's been playing really good. Uh, after you know, um, listen, they were they were rolling along, and then all of a sudden, the commanders at home they lost that game, and then l- the Colts literally almost upset them. Uh, the Colts will do that once in a while. The Colts, will th- this is why any given Sunday, anything can and will happen. Look at the Colts. I mean, they they literally they won, they beat the Chiefs earlier in the season. Yep. They almost beat Dallas. I mean, I'm sorry, they, they, I'm not Dallas. They almost beat uh, Philly. Then they second, they were in the Dallas game, 21-19, I don't know what happened in the late second half there. They just fell apart. But, so, uh, like I said, anything can and will happen in these games. Philly looks like they're rolling along. Giants look like they're going in the opposite direction after we thought they were going to be a playoff team stuck at seven wins. Um, But I wouldn't doubt this will be a good division game, uh, Philly and Giants playing in New York. Um, You know, you're going to have both sets of fans here. Uh, One thing about um, Philadelphia – too when they play at home, boy, you better not be wearing anyone anyone else's jersey. Toughest place to play. This this week they're in uh, New York, so um, they're in um, the stadium there. And, and you go back to the, go back to the other game, Detroit and and I'm sorry, Buffalo and the Jets. I find this game interesting. I'm looking now at the live line. It went back to ten. Well, I'll tell you, this isn't this is. I don't know. The Jets are playing pretty good. Buffalo yep. Buffalo has uh, you know had a couple scares, some injuries yep. and.
0: People want to um, bet. So if, people want to bet the revenge spot for Buffalo after losing at New York as as yeah. a monster favorite.
1: Sure, sure, there you go. But I'll tell you, ten points seems a little juicy to me. I I, uh, I don't like really betting sides, but if this goes to ten and a hook, I may have to jump in. One one good thing about being in Vegas, we have a couple square sports books here. Man, <laughs> once in a while they will hang some low hanging fruit day of the game because they're looking to maybe. Even up their book a little bit and evening up your book is not the way to book by the way but they'll have so much one-sided information uh, that well, so much one-sided bets I can you know sneak down to and, and I'll get so much square money coast that comes in these local casinos have so much square money coming in it's the fifty and hundred dollar bets in volume that add up to tens of thousands and sometimes hundreds of thousands that you know they'll say oh you know what we got to get some some money back on on this game so um Again, I'm not laying no points. Even though these games look easy, and I know people say, oh, this is going to be easy. Buffalo money line, Philadelphia money line, Cincinnati money line. That's the way the book wants you to think. Trust me, guys. Money line parlays or parlays in general are sucker bets. Just know that.
0: <laughs> All right. I want to talk two more games before we get out of here, and we just got a few minutes. So let's call it like a minute a game and get your thoughts. I think the game that all eyes on are going to be in the afternoon window. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady dead in the water. Ridiculous comeback on Monday night football. Now on, you know, they're three and a half. You can find some threes, three-point dogs on the road at San Francisco. San Francisco, fantastic defense. They've ripped off five wins in a row. But now they're going to a rookie quarterback. Last pick in the draft. First NFL start. Brock Purdy looked pretty good coming off the bench last week. Um I'm pretty intrigued by him. Second time in Tom Brady's career that he has been an underdog to a rookie quarterback. The only other time being a a three-and-a-half-point favorite to Vince Young in the Titans in 2006. Um, I don't think people like betting favorite rookie quarterbacks against Tom Brady. But I, I kind of like this 49ers team, and I think there's a little bit of an overreaction. They can't afford to lose another quarterback, but I think there's a little bit of an overreaction. It's not going to be that far of a drop-off from Jimmy G to Brock Purdy. I'm intrigued by them. But just quickly, your your thoughts on that game and these two teams, sure. more importantly, moving forward in the season, because I think they're both pretty intriguing. Nobody wants to see Tom Brady wildcard weekend, regardless of what that Tampa record is.
1: Jimmy G, uh, a team leader in the locker room. I've seen some of the guys talking after Boy, they were really depressed now, even though they won the game. Uh, team leader, at least they got the word that Jimmy G may be coming back for the playoffs, so they may have him back. They just got to stay in form with, with the, the rookie quarterback, and you're right, he didn't look too bad. When I hear you say Tom Brady playing against uh, 2006 against Vince Young, my God, 16 years ago, the guy's still making comebacks. It's yeah. amazing, even though the Tampa team is not the same team uh, that, that they were without you know some of Brady's favorite targets. Uh, I find this game to be – you're probably right. This is probably the game of the day. Let's see how he performs. Uh, You know, this game opened up four down to three. I think grabbing the four was probably a good bet here, which you cannot do anymore. I would not take three. I'm looking to take three and a half, if anything. Playing in San Fran. This will be a big game for San Fran to boost their confidence level uh, going into – you know, coming into the deep part of the stretch where they need – Some good wins to lock up a good playoff seed, which, you know, they're going to be. They're going to the playoffs. It's just a matter of what seeding they get. Um, Should be a good game. All
0: right. Lastly, your thoughts here on Monday Night Football. I have made one NFL bet so far this week. I gave it out earlier on the show. It was the New England Patriots at minus 120 money line. It's ticked up to minus 130 on DraftKings Sportsbook. They played back-to-back Thursday night games. Now they're on the road. Long week to prepare in Arizona against this Cardinals team. Patriots offense has been quite stinky in some spots. I think it will look more like the offense we saw in Minnesota on Thanksgiving Day in Arizona. And I think it's a spot that Arizona's just going to get outcoached by, by Belichick. Whatever the offense has been doing, I think it'll look better in this spot. And I trust them to win this game. Quickly, your thoughts on Monday Night Football, New England at Arizona. You couldn't get
1: a better thing. You, just, you couldn't say a better thing. Look at the two coaches here. You have yep. coaches at the opposite end of the spectrum. You have uh, the, the, the the you know classic uh, New England coach, historic great coach, and you just have a, a coaching system over there in Arizona, which no one has figured out.
0: Uh, Particularly uh, at home, just, they never win or cover yeah. at home.
1: <laughs> they're they're just bad. I mean, they 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 just they're, they're just bad. They're one of the worst teams in the NFL. So you have that's a small favorite though. You're right. I'm looking at DraftKings right now, minus two or minus the one thirty. By the way, if anyone is looking at that, looking at that, I'd rather go to money line than to two points. I know the one and two doesn't sound like key numbers yeah. but with the 10, with, with, with the extra point being pushed back 10 yards a few years ago, guys are missing extra points now. And analytics comes into the game. Now teams are going for two at odd points in the game when you never think they would, uh, the one and the two become more key numbers. Uh, I, I would definitely go with the money line there. Um, yeah, I, 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 it looks like it, it looks so easy on paper here. Uh yep. this Arizona team just hasn't done much this, this year. Um, Again, maybe it'll be a good game. Maybe I'm wrong. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm right, right now I'm not betting the game. But there you go.
0: It always looks easy on paper, and then they actually play the games. Um, all right. Bill Krakenberger, professional sports better. You can find his work all over the place. Uh, Wisecracks podcast, Fox Sports Radio. He's got his three-hour show leading up to kickoff. The Crack Wins app. Crack, uh, thank you for joining us on the Unreasonable Odds podcast, man. Thanks for
1: having me on. Anytime. Have a good night.
0: All right, we'll be back with Steve Buchanan next week and talk to you guys uh, on Unreasonable Odds. Odds and lines are subject to change. If you know anyone that has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.